Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome to Mrs. Cardiology Heart Tips, Not Tricks. We're Sunita Pandit, Mrs. Cardiology herself. Uh, wife of Dr. Santosh Pandit, a private cardiology practitioner uh, in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, gives you tips and clues and information on heart health and other related topics. Because after all, the heart runs everything. Everything's related to your heart. So it all rolls back into one. And uh, she has extensive uh, as the practice manager and also as the caregiver uh, for an adult, seriously handicapped adult and taking care of child and also taking care of her father who had congestive heart failure. So she's been there, done that, took the picture, got the T-shirt, burned the T-shirt. Here she is, Mrs. Cardiology herself, Sunita Pandit. I'm not advocating violent behavior by burning the T-shirt, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> So, you know, I just wanted to say after we put these notes together, Sunita, <coughs> that we had done, we decided we were going to talk about, this is revealed, fermented foods that can help your gut health with, because of your heart. And I thought, well, geez, a lot of people might not know what fermented foods are because with all the processed foods that we have out here now, people don't realize that fermentation was the original process of actually preserving food. So fermented foods are a group of foods that have gone through a fermentation process, creating pickled or strongly flavored condiments, food, or drink. Now, some of the commonly known foods, ferments, include wine, cheese, and pickles. They're all fermented. However, there are many others that involve the use of vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, beans, liquids, such as uh, vegan milks, teas, or even water. And we're going to go through that now. If you want additional information on just exactly what fermented foods are, I did get this from superfoodsforsuperhealth.com. The important thing about fermented foods is you don't need to add artificial food preservatives for those of you who are concerned about preservatives to food ferments because they're already naturally preserved. Some last for weeks while others increase in flavor and nutritional value by slowly developing over many months or even years in some cases. A fermentation is essentially the bacterial conversion of starches and sugars into lactic acid and acetic acid. It is one of the most ancient forms of food preservation. So here she is, Sunita, to tell you all the things she's learned about seven must-eat fermented foods for a healthy gut. And a few more added for sprinkling of excitement. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Um, Well, before I get into the seven... Uh, foods that were found in this article and plus one more. I'm sure there's a bunch more. As as people start thinking about it, they'll start remembering from their childhood days. Those that are, I would say, 40-plus will remember this, um, that were a common denominator in our our weekly food consumption and not realizing that the 
it was actually working to keep us healthy. And, um, I mean, just a, state, a side statement to make with that is that when you look at all the billions of dollars spent on health care, why do we still have people that are not healthy or overweight? Or just you know, It's just a big problem. So this may be one of the key um, answers to that, that question that's um, challenging everybody. Um, and in our own practice, my husband is a cardiologist. He's struggling with the challenge of how to include lifestyle changes in his um, recommendations to the patients because he's challenged with a time limit. Plus, he's wondering how do you educate them so that they actually listen and appreciate and, and understand and accept that these changes are needed. Um, if you look at it on your, from your own perspective, from your own experience, there's not that many physicians that actually ask people about their lifestyle. They diagnose them and they treat them. They don't ever touch upon their lifestyle. That includes eating, drinking water, sleeping, exercising. Um, I would say it's even your mindset and uh, questioning as to whether you're a calm person or you're constantly stressed out. So the question, you know, that, that all being said, um, when was the last time a physician asked you, how you how are you doing and really meant it to say how are you doing overall has anything changed the, the this whole questioning session that goes on with the doctor is too focused on what's your problem and here's a pill so Joanne and I are always investigating on that. what else is there you can do to help yourself do some research and uh that's why we we're, we picked this topic because I'm running into personal experiences that are showing me that um your gut health is very important uh, today we're talking about fermented foods, and there's seven that were recommended in this particular article. And um, we're going to start with the first one. And this was from EatingWell.com, right. and it's a nutrition, health, and nutrition news and information blog, by the way. Now, as you may or may not know, there's trillions of tiny creatures living in our bodies, having have been, and they've been making headlines lately. And what that means is that people have been talking about gut bacteria. By the way, this particular topic was one of the, was on, on one of the major news channels. I think uh, CBS, as a matter of fact, just recently. No, they're all talking about it now, and they're saying that the good bacteria improves digestion. Well, they're saying may improve digestion, and it's like, no, I'm going to say, as Mrs. Cardiology, uh, what little authority I have, I'm going to say, oh no, you need good bacteria to definitely improve your digestion boost your immunity, and it definitely would help you get leaner because, uh, let, let's face it, if you don't have balanced bacteria in your gut, you got problems, all sorts of problems. No, no um, definitive research is pointing out which bacteria is doing what. Some of that's going on now, uh, but we don't know which one is the one that helps you lose weight yet. Now, there's a lot well, of research. Well, just an aside, Sunita, years ago, I was going to a, a woman down there, Charlie, who is a figure contour salon. What she does was was actually pull the fat from behind your uh, your muscles and, and it made you look thinner, even though you didn't lose weight. And she was a proponent of all this natural stuff. And one of the things she told me, she said, your problem is not weight, it's waste. And that's something that I learned by dealing with pro, uh, probiotics. 
A friend of mine, Jill Commerce, did the same thing. When she started taking these probiotics, she started losing the weight. She didn't change anything. She was already watching what she eat. She ate, but she wasn't losing the weight. So think about, you know, the, the fermented foods. Think about probiotics. They may help you in the direction if you're stuck. Great. Um So digestion is one thing, but it also they're also discovering that um, it helps to boost immunity. And um, we talked about losing weight. Now, there's a lot of research going on about the quality and composition of the bacteria as to whether it has a direct connection to your brain health. And the preliminary studies that have gone on already, people are making claims that if you're bacteria in your brain, I mean, sorry, in your gut, somehow breaks through the lining of the, the your your stomach lining and breaks through and gets into your system, your body. There's some bacteria that's found its way into your brain, and they are really heavily doing research on whether that is the cause of Alzheimer's. Hmm. There's, that's interesting. We should, we oh, should yeah. talk about that in the future. Yes. So I wanted to give people an overview of why we're going to be doing a, more than just one series. More, it's going to be more than one in the series <laughs> about fermented few foods and, and gut bacteria, basically. Um, now, there's a lot of stuff you can do to encourage growth of good bacteria in your belly. And the easiest way is to eat foods that have probiotics in it, besides taking a pill with probiotics. Part of the problem with uh, probiotics is that it's a live culture, it's a live bacteria, so you want to eat it as, as as fast as you can from production to your belly. Uh, fermentation takes time, but once it's fermented, you want to start taking it so that the level of bacteria that you get is at the highest level. See, we've got seven that we're going to cover today that have a healthy dose of uh, probiotics in it. I ha- Have you had tempeh before, Joanne? Uh, I've had it out, but I have tried and, and, and unsuccessfully to find it all over the place. Uh, my next my next step is whole foods. So, well, tempeh. I don't know that I've ever had it um, to be called that. That it was tempeh. Um, maybe it's I've had fermented it in soybeans. Now I just 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 did buy some fermented soybean in a jar from China. I didn't say it was tempeh, okay. but. If it's fermented soybeans, I that guess may just be tempeh it. is made from naturally. And we have a we have a restaurant here that serves tempeh, and it's really good, very delicious. And it's uh, it's an essential amino acid. It's a complete source of vegetarian protein. So this is good for you people that are concerned about eating, um, as we Indians say, non-vegetarian dishes. And this gal even suggests some recipes. Yeah, there's a recipe for grilled tempeh salad with sesame ginger dressing. I mean, when you think about it, anything that's um, made from soybeans as a protein source, you can use it as your protein in whatever dish you're going to be preparing. And I know that people use it in Indian curries also. It depends on how, what kind of soybean and how it's fermented as to how it ends up actually tasting in the curry. Now, there are some issues with soy, okay? Yes. And, and because they say it causes congestion, it can cause um, fibroid tumors, a lot of things with soy. Fermented soy, on the other hand, 
it's very good for you because it has probiotic effect. So soy, not to be confused with regular soy. This is fermented soy. One thing one has to remember when we're talking about fermentation is that you are changing the chemical uh, consistency or the chemical content of the product. So the soy protein that you might get from tofu is not the same as tempeh because so to, I don't believe tofu is fermented at all. They're just extracting no. the protein from the soybean. No. So tempeh definitely is the protein and it's fermented so that it becomes I, I the way I look at it is it becomes digestible. So it doesn't cause any other side effects. We should look into saitan because I think saitan might also be fermented, but I'm not sure. What did you call it? Saitan. What's that? It's a gluten it's a gluten protein. Oh, and it may okay. be fermented, but we have to check into that and see. While you're talking about miso, that's a, that's I'll, a new I'll one check on that out. Now there's another one called miso. A fermented paste made from barley, rice, or soybeans. It adds a nice umami flavor to dishes. I'm not familiar with miso, but it's something I've always heard about and wondered um, how to use it. i got to tell you about miso. It's high in salt? It is, but you can buy the low-salt miso. But here's the thing. A lot of your fermented foods are going to be high in salt, quite frankly. So you have to weigh the balances if you're if you're on a heart diet. You know, you can't go crazy with them. No, but uh, you can use them for flavor. But miso is wonderful for your digestive system. Okay. Absolutely amazing. And, and that's can, one of the reasons you go to a Chinese restaurant, they give you miso soup. Right. And it's just a clear broth. Right. With just a touch of miso in it, it's not all miso. And then mostly people use miso for glazing. So you're getting flavor. And there is something very, very traditional and very dear and near to a lot of Pittsburghers hearts here. Good old sauerkraut. Uh-huh. What do they say here in Pittsburgh, sauerkraut? And then you get my mother to say, and she will say sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> She'll enunciate every single letter in and the, the word. And the Germans will say sauerkraut. Yes. But it's basically made from cabbage and salt and another good source of probiotics. It just, you know, it makes you wonder about sauerkraut. Everybody gets a healthy in New Year's time here, don't they? Because that's when I hear about sauerkraut and what else do you serve with us? Potatoes? Uh-huh. And the New Year's uh, spread has to include sauerkraut in Pittsburgh. Of course, you could make something tasty like apples, sauerkraut, cheddar, quesadillas. Now, talk about, now, wait a minute. That is true fusion cooking. you got an apple with sauerkraut, cheddar cheese, and a quesadilla? Yeah. Interesting. Actually, I just bought at Aldi's some um, sauerkraut, some the uh, purple sauerkraut, uh-huh. and it's got apples in it. It's Germans a great will do. Germans will do anything with apples. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we have for number four, we've got... Saitan, by the way, is not, is a, is a de- textured wheat protein, but it is not fermented. Oh, interesting. Next we're going to talk about yogurt. To me as a kid, I would see my mother making yogurt at home. Mm -hmm. And she would boil the milk, bring it to finger-touching temperature, and then grab some yogurt from the day before and stir it into the boiled milk, put a lid on it, put it aside, and a couple hours later, voila, you've got yogurt. And I sat there saying, okay, which came first, the milk or the yogurt? 
And it turns out that my son finally asked my mother how to make yogurt the other one day, and she said, this is how you do. She said, but Grandma, what if you don't have any old yogurt laying around to be able to use it in there? Well, then you got to go break a coconut and take the hard part of the coconut, not the inside, and stir it in the milk. Grandma, where am I going to find the coconut? <laughs> she was talking about how her father did it. He would take a piece of coconut shell to start curdling the milk so that it would turn <laughs> into yogurt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so that still doesn't answer the question for him. If he had to start yogurt today, you would have to really purchase a good, organic, fully cultured yogurt. Whole or or, or some people... What I used to do when I used to make when I lived in California, and I've grown back 40 years now, uh, over 40 years, and I would save um, I would save the culture from the previous batch. That's what I, that's what we did. But you still, if you don't have the previous batch, how do you? You got to go and buy one. Sure, got to buy one. You got to buy one. And I still think that the best thing to buy is not your non-fat little thing with the container. No, you want to get an organic. Best is to get a grass-fed milk cow yogurt. And make it whole milk. Do not buy any diet yogurt because it's not going to work right. You're going to end up with a, a gooey mess. Well, I if you're going to make it your own. Yes. Now, here's something I didn't know. I, my gut should be in great shape because it, there's a hundred. The live and active cultures guarantees a hundred million probiotic cultures per gram. Yes. Or about 17 billion cultures in a six ounce cup. At manufacturing time. So that means uh-huh. that from the time it was manufactured to the time it comes to your belly, that 17 billion has come down quite a bit. So I would say that as a as a species, we need to really pay attention and get as fresh yogurt made that same day as possible. I love now, our Now, did I you know, Joanne, yeah. that when you make yogurt yourself and you eat it fresh when it just has set, it is the sweetest thing ever. You never have to add anything to it. You don't have to add any flavoring to it. I know the yogurt that that we get. I get when your mom makes it is is a totally different yeah, process. Yeah, it's a totally different. And, then and my brother, my brother was, will not buy any yogurt but Indian yogurt. Right. He goes to the Indian store to buy his yogurt. There's because um, he claims it. He claims it's so much better than the yogurt you're getting in it. The there's so. one time when we were using one of those yogurt makers quite a bit before Whole Foods moved in here, and she was making yogurt, and then one day she's like, I don't have enough milk. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. And then next I turn around, and she had yogurt made. I said, what did you do? Um, I, There was enough. And I'm like, okay. So then we sat down to dinner, and my husband eats the yogurt. Mom, this is the best yogurt I've ever, ever had. Why, you need to make it like this more. She smiled. She goes, okay. So then the next time she made it, I watched her, and guess what she had done? Mm. She had only enough to make half the regular, like there's five containers that she had only enough to make half. So the rest of it was half and half. Can you imagine how creamy and delicious that yogurt was at that point? Oh, my goodness. So then he's like, Mom, you can't do this. You can't give me this much. Can't give because people half and half. It tastes good. Process is not good for it. It tastes good, but it's not, yeah. So he was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Yep. But so yeah, he, he got his fresh culture that way. Yeah. So so I like this um this tutti tutti fruity recipe she suggests here, tutti fruity muesli. Do you know one of the things that I do? Uh muesli I love for the fiber, but no matter where you get it, even if my, my like my sister in law makes granola 
and it's still got a lot of calories in it. It's got a lot of fat in it. So I always like to add yogurt and fresh blueberries. Instead of milk in the morning, I get my muesli or my granola, and I put yogurt in it with some fresh blueberries. I'm good to go. There you go. And that's, and that's what she's talking about here. And this tutti fruity muesli you take to, you know. But she's she's making it herself, of course. Right. You know, right. I, I, I throw the box in because I can't, you know, I'd love to make it myself, but Martha just doesn't have all that time. Oh, poor Martha. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, then we've got, have you ever had kefir? Uh, I drink it on a regular basis, actually. I have never had kefir. Uh, I, but I want to find a better, I, I buy it at Aldi's. And their their brands are pretty cool because they don't use a lot of um, processed, you know, preservatives in it. And you don't need preservatives in kefir anyway. My concern is it has a little too much sugar for me. Right. But kefir is wonderful. Again, put it on cereal like milk. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to learn how to make kefir and really see what's in it. Also fermented milk or drink. It's like a drinkable, it tastes like a drinkable yogurt. Right. That's what a lot of people say. And you see a ton of options for it at uh, Whole Foods also. Yeah. And so I, because it's it's very, very, I buy a brand of kefir, which I don't even know what it is right now, but um I buy it at Aldi's because the same brand at Whole Foods is twice as much. So I did figure that There's out. There's a kefir, kefir grain that you have to put in it to um, make it ferment. Huh? Huh, okay. So anyway, so you did, we'll, we'll get into the recipe on the blog. We're not going to worry about it right now. Well, I think that next week Dr. Wayne is going to tell us, Dr. Wayne's going to actually tell us um, how to make some probiotics and some fermented things at home. That's what he's. That, that's our next. That's what he promised for next yeah. week. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So it is full of calcium and probiotics. So that's a good thing for you people that are low on calcium and hate to pop those horse pills that claim to be calcium. Um, calcium is one of those challenges for absorption, and here's a natural way of getting it. And the, that particular blog you looked at has a banana spice smoothie recipe for using with. Um, no, is that the Oh, one? yeah, banana. Wow. That sounds good. Yes. So try that one. And here's another one that I've not ever had yet. It is kombucha. And kombucha is a tangy effervescent tea, typically black or green, often flavored with herb sore fruit. You can find it in many natural food stores and some farmer's markets. Now, the interesting thing about kombuchi, kombucha which would probably make it popular with the younger set or the older set, is that it is sometimes capable of producing, during the fermentation, it'll produce alcohol. Now, usually it's less than 0.5% by volume. Of, however, there's been some that they find 2 to 3% alcohol. So you could be claiming to have be drinking your healthy kombucha or no kombucha, and be getting your shot of alcohol at the same time. Now, and I got a, a little, I got a little thing about that. I just actually bought some kombucha, and um, and without realizing it has alcohol in it. And I bought it at Whole Foods. It was on sale. It, mm-hmm. It's normally about four dollars a bottle, and I had it on sale too for four bucks. So I bought. I should have bought a case. I bought some blueberry, and this is a company in uh, northern Pennsylvania that makes it. As a matter of fact, I think, and I don't have the name in front of me, but. Um, they had all these flavors. They had ginger, and they had, I, I bought the uh, bilberry and the ginger. And um, I will tell you that automatically when I drank it, I said, 
this tastes like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know until we did this research that that, in fact, does have some alcohol. But apparently it is not regulated by the um, alcohol and tobacco department of our federal government yet. I guess we can get drunk on kombucha because it's good for you and it has probiotics. I guess so. And let's see, the last item on our list of seven today is kimchi. Sauerkraut's Korean cousin, the fermented cabbage, is spicy. Spicy is an understatement. You would love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it looks it's red in color, so of course it's spicy. But I can't, I can't tolerate it. Well, you know, kimchi is off my list. I'll do six of these. Kimchi is off my list. It's, I can do the green spice, the wasabi spice, but I can't do the red spice. Anything that's red tears it's my stomach. It's a different out. kind of uh, chemical that causes the heat. And this kind of heat is very, very, very stressful on your digestive tract. So and and kimchi is more loaded with salt than pickles or sauerkraut. Yeah, it has the highest. I do, I do know that it has highest. Sorry, uh, um, the highest uh, content. We thought about doing this a couple of weeks ago, and so I went to the Chinese market and I checked it out. And I saw how much salt was in it. I said, well, maybe I can put this in something, and it won't be so hot. Like I'll put it in a dish and then I'll have some yogurt on the side or something, which I learned from you guys. Uh, when you have things that are a little bit too spicy for me, I put a little yogurt on the side and I'm good to go. Uh, but uh, uh, when I saw how much salt was in it, I decided it was not my cup of tea. That's your cup of tea. There you go. Hey, there's a kombucha. You pronounce it kombucha, right? Bar. Uh, it, might be bu- it might be kombucha. I don't know. Well, I like kombucha better, but kombucha bar in Pittsburgh. I didn't know we had a kombucha bar. It's open in March. That is awesome. That means you can get your kombucha and your alcohol because they serve It's a local kombucha brewed and bottled in Point Breeze. But this is an adult kombucha brewery. Adult. Now, they're preparing for the fact that the alcohol and tobacco and firearm segment of the government might come in and start regulating this stuff, so they're calling it adult. It's right in the Pittsburgh public market. And there's another one. They're starting to open up a lot. Portland has one. Portland, Oregon has one also. Oh, boy. Um, and there are some, yeah, Oregon, they get all lots of good stuff in Oregon. So they're starting to open up around, and I guess you might start seeing this become a trend. They're calling it a tea house, though. Sure. Because kombucha is a tea. Get a reaction that way, because they have one version, cider booch, is 5% alcohol and sourced with local apples. Okay, so we get the local market happy because we're buying local apples, and we get the drinkers happy because it's 5% alcohol, and we get the probiotics guys happy because it's still considered cider bleach. But the one, the only one that's open to the public is they have a brewery in, in Point Breeze, and they, ha- they have three locations. But um, the owner, Joe Reichenbacher, said the only place open to the public is um, is in the, the Pittsburgh public market. So they also serve there which is kind of cool, a lot of fermented products. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we should go there and do a little session in, in that place just to check yeah, it out. Yeah, they, they serve some very foods like sauerkraut and kimchi, and the owner makes it. The owner and brewer, Naomi Alf, makes it. How about that? i gotta, I, I got to see if We should go there. We should go there. As a matter of fact, we're planning a little outing there. And we'll get to the video. And check it out. And we'll come back and report to the audience here because I have a suggestion. I have an idea that these kombucha bars are going to be—they're going to spring up, start springing up all over the country. 
if people learn more about it. Yeah, it's a healthy way to get But imagine, you uh, drink enough of this at, at 2.5%. Okay. Well, there are some beers that have 2.5%. So, you know, some are four. Yeah, but how much of this can you really drink? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty... At some point that... Um, it's it's, it's, you up it's too much. tasty, but the fermentation process in it, for me, really fills me up. I can't get through a whole bottle... I keep it in the refrigerator, and I come by now and then and take a swig out of it. Yeah, it's not but something to you sit can down and really like beer. It's an acquired taste. To sit down and really drink it, I don't think I could sit down and really drink a whole bottle. You've got to have a whole bunch of other stuff around it to make it. Uh, Maybe if you're eating or something, you know. Um, That's I have just a me. story to share with you about about this whole gut health thing. You know how we are great fans of um, essential oils? Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a particular brand that we follow. And I'm going to do some research and make sure I get the correct information for the blog site from MrsCardiology.com. But there was there's a combination uh, that you and I both like called On Guard that has cinnamon and clove and a bunch of other stuff in it that's been great for um, keeping us healthy and uh, infection-free. It, it's termed as an antibacterial combination because of the, some, a lot of the essential oils actually work on killing the bad bacteria. So when my mother visited India last year, she had it in pill form and she'd left the bottle behind. And my, one of my uncles um, had it and she said, well, if you want to take it, take it. If you get sick, take it, right? Well, he's looking at the ingredients saying, oh, this is nothing in here that's going to hurt me. So he started taking not one a day, but one every four days. I think half a bottle was left, Joanne. And the poor man suffers from hemorrhoids. And he's traveling to visit with his son son in Europe, and Mom talked to him, and she goes, did you notice he sounds really good like he did 20 years ago? He said, yeah, why? What's the matter? He says, she kept, he kept on telling me, I need more unguard. Unguard. I'm like, what the heck is on? What's unguard? Then she says, you know, those pills that you gave me, Joanne, the man is getting over hemorrhoids because of On Guard. Wow. If that doesn't give us anecdotal evidence on gut health, I don't know what does. My goodness, yeah. Good grief. Well, next week, the interesting thing is Dr. Dr. David Gawain, we just uh, emailed him and asked him if he was going to have anything to contribute to this conversation. He came back and gave us a whole bunch of things part of which is how to make probiotics or fermented things in your home, which I thought was kind of cool. So he's going to talk yeah, and about when a lot he, when he talks next week, I need to do, do a little bit um, authentic research and not just hearsay from home use, but there's a, a you know, there, idli is a fermented food, right? Oh. The Indian idli, it's a oh. dumpling that's steamed. Oh. Did you know that when mom traveled in South India and got deathly ill, with a bacterial infection, I mean, she was sick as a dog, you know, doing the Pennsylvania quick step and the upchuck. Uh-huh. She went to the doctor and he goes, eat idlis three times a day, don't eat anything else, no butter, no ghee, no spices, no nothing, just eat idlis and call me in the morning. She said third time she ate an idli, her stomach was back to normal. My goodness. No medication. Wow. 
Wow. And then, you know, you think about the brat diet that pediatricians, at least they used to tell us about it when my son was little. Diet. Yeah, they still use You know, it. bananas, plain rice, dry toast, and applesauce. no sugar applesauce. You stay on that diet for 24 hours and your Pennsylvania quick step disappears. Of course, they say that once it's cleared, you must eat a container of yogurt. Now, they forget to tell you, plain yogurt, not diet yogurt, not fruited yogurt, but oh, yeah, plain yogurt yeah. to get the good bacteria best started uh, yeah, back I up. Think it, I so. think that the, 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 the flavored yogurt is just an atrocity myself. I can't. It is. I used to. Once I started eating plain yogurt, I can't stand it. They, they put it out on these buffets and stuff. I'm like, why? Give us some plain stuff here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, there are some other websites you can go to for additional information. This eatingwell.com is where we got uh, most of our information today. Uh, there is also superfoodsforsuperhealth.com where we found out that dish a lot of information on fermented foods. And then there is uh, marcola.com. Articles.marcola.com has some great uh, information on fermented foods. And then... Um, uh, wellandgood.com has some great information. They talk about uh, uh, pickled cabbage and soybeans, and there's some uh, their probiotic effects. And then there is uh, joyoushealth.com blog, which is some really, really good information. And, of course, prevention.com uh, slash food slash healthy dash eating. And it will tell you about seven fermented foods. They'll give you a little more information. I just wanted to give you some additional resources that uh, you can use so you can keep on researching this yourself. So today's show, our sponsor, is uh, the Biophotonic Scanner. Uh, it's a wonderful device that we have available in our office that for 20 bucks, since you're cardi- Mrs. Cardiology listeners, we do it for 20 bucks instead of 50 and what we do is in 30 seconds we give you feedback on your lifestyle because it measures the level of antioxidants in your body or as my husband says it tells you how badly inflamed you are because he feels that if you reduce your inflammation then you don't need him as much um, that's the goal right Joanne? you don't want to be visiting my husband in the office no no he's a nice guy and he's charming and all that good looking intelligent all that good stuff but you know I want to keep you out of there Invite so, him to lunch. Don't don't go to the office. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, we we have a methodology to give you, and it's a non-invasive test. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't pinch, but it gives you your nice wake-up call as to what you know how important we've talked about how important it is for lifestyle changes. But here's a good, real, realistic feedback on how quickly you've got to get into action and what you need to do to improve your score. So it tells you, gives you your score within 30 seconds, no pinpricks, nothing like that, 20 bucks. To find out if if your nutrition, what you're putting in your body, is, by the way, going from your gut into your system and working. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so another reason why we're talking about gut health. Well, that's, that's terrific. Well, today's show... Oh, wait, uh, by the way, you can yeah. call us at 412-367-9104. And tell them you want to get scanned, and they'll set you up with an appointment. Terrific. Um, today's show um, is a copy copyrighted to um, Sunita Pandit, um, doing business as Miss Cardiology. 
uh, and it is copyright 2013 to 2015, all rights reserved. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.